Oh, that was odd. I was like, where's the red button? Oh. <laughs> you can't even let me speak. You just start laughing at me. My name is Mark. And welcome to Focus Point. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Today, we are going to dive into the topic about imposter syndrome. Um, And just a little background, if those that are listening do not know what imposter syndrome is, I have the definition for you. How convenient. I know. It's like I have my phone right in front of me. Um, So imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. So uh, that's a lot of big words. Um, But let me go ahead and just put it into, uh, I guess, uh, alias terms, alias terms, because I'm like, I kind of don't even know what that means. Um, But I uh, dive deeper into the article that I read it on. And it's basically like I've had a lot of also uh, um, confrontations with imposter syndrome myself because I feel like we, I know myself specifically, like didn't know what it was and realized what it was. And I was like, dang, I do that every single day of my life. And I feel like that's everybody. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, do you have imposter syndrome? And they're like, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, it's not like anything that you should be guilty of having because I feel like in a world of social media, everyone has it. So in Alia terms, imposter syndrome is looking around and thinking it was by chance. You know, I came to be this successful because I got lucky. I or, don't belong here. Yeah, I don't belong here. Um, or I graduated at this young age, that was just by chance. Like, there must have been some fluke in the system and I am here. (laughs) Or I got this brand deal, but I don't really think that they looked at my follower account, so I don't really think that I should have gotten it because everyone who also got it has more followers than me. So it's more of taking into account, uh, looking around, I don't belong here, but I've worked so hard to get here. And that's what we're going to dive deeper in. Um, getting rid of those thoughts of imposter syndrome in your mind, they live rent free, so you should kick them out, you know? Um, so whenever I post on social media, you know, I'm not trying to like, this isn't like a bragging thing. I'm just trying to state the facts. I get comments of like, oh my gosh, I love your outfit. Where did you get it? Your hair looks so great. That top looks so great. Oh my gosh, that looks amazing. Oh, I definitely want to try this out myself. And as many comments as I get, I always think, wait, like, does it look that good? Maybe that was just chance that looks this good. Like, I'm pretty sure that if I try to do this again, it wouldn't look as good. Oh, I got this many likes and comments. It shouldn't have done that good because I really didn't put in a lot of effort to it. And then Mark looks at me and he's like, you put a lot of effort into that. <laughs> like, you spend about three hours editing that picture and making sure everything looks good for uh, what I wanted to post. Facts. Facts, yeah. Um, 
So whenever I do anything on, you know, even in my life, I get a lot of imposter syndrome pre-COVID because the people that I used to follow, I don't follow them anymore because I realized that I should only follow people that really, truly inspire me, that I can look through their stories and not think, dang, I wish I had that life. More of, you know what? Like, they created something great. I want to do that, too. Like, I try to now and I mean, at the end of 2020 and now in 2021, I'm focusing more of, you know, it's OK not to follow everyone that follows you. And it's OK not to follow everyone you've met in person, because you should only really be following and focusing on those things on your own social media platform that you have and follow people that do you good, I guess, in a way like I'm not going to follow someone that. I'm not jealous of, but that get me down on myself, that make me feel depressed looking on social media every day. I want to follow people that inspire me to do things, to get out of that funk, get out of that rut, get out of that imposter syndrome of me thinking that I'm not good enough or I got this by chance or by luck. There's just like a fine line between like being inspired by somebody and comparing yourself to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have, I follow like, I think almost 1,100 people, just over a thousand. Yeah. And I look at him and I'm like, do you, do they don't all inspire me, but I like keeping up with people. But there's some times where it's just like, I want to see more of what inspires me and less of just like selfies. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with if you like post that. It just, what it just depends on how everybody each gets person. inspired by different things and everybody wants to follow different things you know like some people have social media just to interact with their friends and keep up mm-hmm. with people yeah so it just depends on what you're using uh, your social media yeah. for yeah. absolutely um sometimes childhood memories such as like feeling your grades were never good enough for your parents or that your siblings outshine you in certain areas can also leave long-term impacts on your mind as well. You know, people often internalize these ideas that in order to be loved or in order to be lovable, you have to be the best. You have to achieve this one thing. But then when you achieve that one thing, you think, oh, that was just by luck. I really didn't achieve that. When you should be like, no, I achieved that damn thing. I did that. Like me here in this position, I've accomplished all those things and I should be proud of myself. Not feeling like, oh, I have so much more to do. I have so much further to go before I feel like I really accomplished something. No, if you set a goal and you accomplish it, celebrate that. Because then in your mind, you're like, okay, I accomplished this. Let's see how further I can go and accomplish something else now that I have the right mindset that it is doable, that it is a fine line between not doing something because I'm scared of accomplishing it or doing something because I want to accomplish it for myself. And basically overcoming imposter syndrome, like the opposite of imposter syndrome is like confidence. Mm -hmm. So just celebrate everything big and small of what you accomplish, like write affirmations for yourself, like sticky notes. I just told her (laughs) just like anytime you feel inspired or you feel good about yourself, like write that down and like put it up somewhere just so you have that daily reminder of things that are good. Yeah. Because I feel like everybody tends to focus on the negatives Mm -hmm. and 
you do have to like humble yourself every now and then, but also be proud of the things you do. Like you deserve to be where you're at because you got there one way or another. And you were talking about how a lot of people think they're just lucky to be where they are. And the one podcast we were listening to earlier, they said, luck is just like a combination of preparation and opportunity. Mm -hmm. So yes, you have to know your stuff and it doesn't hurt to have the right opportunities, but if you're prepared when those opportunities come along, then you'll be successful. Yeah. Yep. And the tendency to downplay success goes into imposter syndrome that, oh, she's this year's old and she's accomplished so much. It must be luck. No, she has accomplished this once because Every day she woke up, she took on goals and set them for herself to achieve things, to work up to that major thing that she had eyed for a long time, you know? And you're talking in the third person right now, because this is you. Yeah, this is me as well. <laughs> That's I. So Getting her master's degree you, at 22 years old. Yeah, if you look, if you look at my social media, um, I am 22. Uh, a lot of people... I always think that I'm older and maybe it's just because I have bags under my eyes from not sleeping that long, but it's I, Starbucks it's all the Starbucks coffee kicking in. Um, but I, uh, me and my best friend, Sarah and Mark were sitting down last week and last, last week, week. <laughs> <laughs> last week. Um, and I was like, you know, I, I was looking at people's, you know, stalking people on Instagram as we do. And I was like, dang, all these people are 27 to 32. And my best friend Sarah was like, yeah, you're like way ahead of the game. Like you're doing pretty well. And for someone to see the outside looking in, I'm like, oh, maybe I am. Because you can, I mean, I compare myself to all my friends. I feel like that's something that everyone really does. Like, maybe it's not intentional, but you do. You have those thoughts like, dang, she's making it. She's doing all the things. I wish that I could do that. And me looking at myself as as really a young age, I'm like, I have about like five more years to where I'm at age-wise. And in that five years, I can accomplish more than what I've already accomplished. So that's another thing that I keep getting down to myself is, you know, people are getting married, people are having kids, people are traveling more, have stable jobs. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to do all these things within the next year. And Mark's like, no, 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 we're not, no, no <laughs> wedding, no having kids. And I was like, no, I'm not saying those, just I need to make more moves. Like I need to buy a house. I need to do all these things. And Mark's like, well, the people that you're looking at are turning 30, 32. So you have about eight years until you can like, you know, match up with them. So I'm like, oh, maybe I don't have to fast forward so far in my life and actually enjoy my 20s or early 20s um, because 21 really uh, only was a full year and then got cut short by quarantine and then 22 also has been cut short. So I'm like, well, once everything calms down and people are um, smart about wearing masks and get the vaccine and everything, um, maybe I can start you know, not comparing myself to what people were doing before COVID, but actually saying, oh, no, I'm young enough. I can still do this. Or you can decide that now that you should stop comparing yourself. Yeah, I should. I should, probably should do that as well. And everybody is on their own timeline. So you yeah. don't need to compare like because some people I know are getting married at like 19, 20, 21. Yeah. And then, like you said, people are also getting married 
in their 30s. So yeah. it just depends on what you want and mm-hmm. what your circumstances are because everybody's different. So you don't have to say like, okay, so by 30... This age, I need I to get need, engaged. Yeah. I need to get married. I need to have kids. I need to have a stable job. I need to be traveling the world. And also remember that it's okay to make small mistakes. Like, you can't... Every time you make a mistake, what are you going to say? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Okay, Anna Montana. Everybody knows what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm very concerned by you. Um, and... It's okay to make small mistakes occasionally and forgive yourself. Like, we all... I know he's looking at me like, you need to forgive yourself. Um, we all make mistakes. We all have those days. Um, and don't forget to reward yourself by getting things right. Like, it, even when I was in school taking tests, like in high school, I'd get so mad at myself that, you know, you study all night and you get a C on a test. And you're like dang, I made a mistake. You know, you never want to give that grade to your parents because your parents will think that you failed or in your head that you think that if you don't get an A, your parents will think, oh, she's not smart. He's not smart. They're not going to pass this class. And you have to think, okay, well, let's stop and think, what did I, what could I have done differently to prepare for the test or what wasn't clicking? And then go to those resources like your teachers, a tutor online, even YouTube and say, okay, Let's see if they can teach me something that next time I won't make a mistake. I'll be successful in what I've learned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mistakes are only bad if you don't learn anything from them. Yes. Because at FSU, when I was an orientation leader, we would tell like their parents, like, you can take a step back. Like, don't be that helicopter family member that's just hovering over them because the best way for people to learn is by making mistakes yes not everything you create or do is going to be perfect every time Mm -mm. you have to like the best way to get perfect at something is just to start doing it yes if you want to draw start doodling every day and eventually you'll figure out what works Mm -hmm. go on youtube you'll learn a little bit more Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff you just have to get things going yeah and I think that's a major thing that we I learned in college for sure is, you know, growing up, you always had your mom or dad or one of your family members or a close relative there to like say, oh, is this right? And check over it. Well, when you go to college, if you go out of state or if you're in a dorm, you don't have that right away. And so you overthink kind of things and have imposter syndrome because the people that are sitting next to you in those classes are like, hey, I got a 92. Like, what'd you get? And then you're scared because you're like, if I really f- say that I got a 68% on a test, people are going to think that I'm dumb. When it's like, no, I made a mistake and that mistake followed through the whole test. So obviously I did something wrong. And then if your grades come back where you got to see in a class and you're scared to give your parents those grades, you're like, OK, but they were in my position, too. I'm pretty sure they didn't get all A's where they were when they were my age. And they were also scared to tell their parents what grades they got and everything. So I feel like that goes back to learning in college as well Is it's OK not to compare yourself to the person sitting next to you in class or Zooming in class um, to make sure that everyone learns different ways and to not stress yourself out if you don't get something at the first try. And then, like, if, say you did study for that test and you got that 68, maybe you 
like didn't quite understand it or the way you studied wasn't sticking in your brain. So mm-hmm. try something new, talk to your professor or whoever is teaching the class to see how you like just tips on how you can do better. Or if you're not, you think you understood what you were like studying, mm-hmm. but you Maybe were just you learning the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Talk to your professor to see like, hey, is there anything you noticed that I could have done differently or something that I did do wrong? And I guarantee, well, I mean, I always thought that, man, they're going to think I'm annoying. They're never going to want to see me in class. They get five times the amount of questions for the one question you ask by another student. And it's okay to ask as many questions as possible because in the end, it's your future. It's your grades that are going to move on to the next class. So do what you ever need to do to get to that place where you're like, I'm confident in what I'm doing. There's no need to second guess anything or say, oh, I got an A. I was lucky because like I just I Christmas treat it. But I was like, no, I didn't Christmas treat. I actually knew the stuff, you know, or if you're uncomfortable going to your professor, go find a study buddy or oh a my friend. Gosh, yeah, of course. Ask them. Of course, because going from school to other things is you're I mean, I know myself um Pre-COVID, I was always consistently focused on things that I didn't have, what I couldn't afford, what I can't easily obtain, or simply what doesn't align with like my body type versus other of my friends' body types. So quickly that like kind of invokes like depression and anxiety of like, I don't look great because what my friend put on and then I tried it on, I don't look as good as she looked. I don't look as great as they'd looked in the picture. Even though they sent me the exact length, the exact size, I don't look as good. I just breathed really loud and you probably heard my <laughs> breath. Um, <laughs> so with that, I'm just like, I need to step back and think of, okay, well, I can't afford this because I don't have a great job right now. I can't obtain this because I really, it's not in my reach. I don't have the credentials at the moment, but I can work towards getting those credentials, which is what I think is great about this day and age is you can literally go online and look up any resources you need to get a new skill, anything like that, to work harder for a job towards a friendship. You can learn about like what to do, like if you and your friends are having difficulty communicating and going further on that. Mark's thinking to himself. I said something in the car earlier, but I forgot what it was. You know, I forget a lot of things, especially when, like, I don't write them down. Because <laughs> I knew I was going to forget it. That's why yeah. I said it to you, because you usually remember more than I do. I do, but I was listening to uh, Driver's License by Olivia. Oh, my goodness. So I didn't remember. I'm so sorry. Okay. and continue. Uh, Okay, I'll continue. <laughs> Another thing that I just want to touch on as well is one with brand deals and how to overcome you feeling down about you not getting something. And another one is focusing on making yourself happy through the ways of either dialing down on the time you spend on social media, putting um, a limit on how, like, the amount of time you can use an app, which Apple does that. You can go into your settings and put a certain amount of time that you're allowed every day on your apps. And then I'll close the app and say you're not allowed to use this app for the remainder of the day. Obviously, you can go and over and wave that because you, you can go to your settings. But it's also good to be like, 
oh, I've set three hours on Instagram today. I think that's... So you're just not like aimlessly scrolling and scrolling and refreshing and scrolling and tapping on stories that you don't even care about of this or that or, oh my gosh, I went to this place or, hey everyone, I know a bunch of you were asking. Nobody's asking. Nobody is really asking any of that. But you just tap through because you're like, I want to get to what they were talking about. And then it's like, oh, they were talking about nothing. <laughs> and I heard some people do that, but they there's other people, I think this one guy I follow on Twitter, he said whenever he wants to like spend less time on that app, instead of just deleting it, he'll put it in a folder called Banished, <laughs> just so he sees that and then like put it on the last screen. So you don't swipe over. Yeah. And then now on the new newer updates, they mm-hmm. have the app library. So you can even like delete it off of your home screen and yeah. it's just like in the library just mm-hmm. so it's harder to get to. And that goes in the opposite direction too. Like if there's something you want to start doing, like if you do want to start Put on your main home. If you want to start like drawing stuff, like Mm -hmm. have your pen and paper like already set up on your desk in the morning just so you... Oh, that's what I wanted to do today. I forgot what it's called. Just like ease of access. Like instead of saying, oh, I can't do that. Have to get all that that stuff out. Yeah. I'll have to do all this just so I can start doing it. Well, if you do it the night before, it's all ready to go. And then Mm -hmm. you don't have any excuse to do, not do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I always question myself is, do you wonder if your time online is making you unhappy? If you ever question that, 99% of the time it is. So I always suggest uh, different resources to anyone that asks, um, like how I deal with that. Or, I mean, a bunch of people ask me about imposter syndrome or even overcoming the jealousy thing about brand deals and all that. And Netflix came out with amazing, uh, like, documentary, and it's called The Social Dilemma. Um, It is on Netflix. You don't have to pay anything else except the subscription. And it pertains to this exact issue. So I always see more people very confused or, like, very depressed or coming on to social media and saying, hey, guys, I'm so sorry that I'm absent. Like, I just wasn't feeling the best today. Never ever, ever apologize for taking time to yourself. I see so many people that I follow that are like, oh my gosh, my grandmother just died this past week. I'm so sorry for not being here. Good. I'm glad you took time away for dealing with family, for overcoming what you need to deal with, for looking back on happy memories, for dealing everything with your family. You never, ever, ever should apologize for being absent on your own social media account that you set up that's part of your life. No one needs to really know what's going going on unless you feel comfortable with telling people that and instead of saying sorry say like thank you for thank you for sticking with me during this time of absence i had family issues going on you don't even have to say family issues i had things that i was dealing with period point blank if someone messages you and you're not comfortable say thank you so much for reaching out and being concerned I'm doing okay now. I hope you have a great day. Just so if you don't feel like they're invading your privacy over and over and over again, because honestly, they don't know you. You don't know them. It's some random person that followed you a long time ago. Yes, they may be concerned that you're absent, but I honestly think that 
they'd feel more stressed out whenever you say, hey, I'm so sorry, this happened and this happened and this happened. Then it's kind of like people feel obligated to reach out to you because they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, didn't know that you were going through that. Like, if there's anything that I can do to help. And then it feels, and then it has that conversation being brought, brought back up. Like, I'll have to talk about what I went through again and again and again and again, when in the end, you don't have to do that. And anytime someone's like, I feel so sorry for being absent, I always message them and I'm like, don't apologize. It's your life. You don't have to share everything. Like I said, Instagram is a highlight reel. It's not everything going on is actually going on on your via many social media platforms. And it's just going back to like, people feel like if they're not present on social media their engagement's going to go down yeah that might be the case but that's literally just a number that you're placing on yourself Mm -hmm. you're putting the value of you as a human being in a number and that's not the best thing to do no but going back to what you were talking about just like changing your language that's a lot to do with imposter syndrome like the stuff we were listening to earlier about it it just changing your vocabulary has a lot like Instead of saying, like we're saying, like, instead of saying, oh, sorry for this or sorry for being late, say thank you for like waiting up for me. Like, I really appreciate it. Just so instead of putting yourself down, you're actually kind of being grateful of the other person, but also you're not putting yourself down. Yeah. And then also with like saying this is what I was thinking of earlier. Okay, you got it, you got it. (laughs) Because they were talking about how we always put so much negative thoughts and like overthinking, because overthinking also plays into imposter syndrome. Like Mm -hmm. you think of every single detail that's going to go wrong. And that's because we shot our first wedding together this weekend. Yeah, it was was, so fun. It was really cool. And it was always, it was nice to have you there because you know how I am and how mm-hmm. I work. So instead of like a ran, hiring a random second shooter to like Or help when me. they asked him questions and he didn't know how to answer, I was like, oh, that's actually great. We'll yeah. actually go over here, <laughs> take time and do that. And Mark looks at me and goes, oh, thank God you answered because I didn't know what to say. <laughs> but like before every wedding, I get so nervous. I think of every single detail and thing that could potentially go wrong like i was getting i was getting nauseous just because i was like trying to eat like before we were getting there and i was just like every time i took a bite i'm like i'm not feeling well and it was just because i was thinking about every many minuscule detail that could go wrong i was we hadn't even gotten to the venue guys we were driving yeah so he didn't even know what it looked like (laughs) and it's like I do that every single time and almost every time none of that stuff ever happens. But just in case somebody needs a single bobby pin. Oh my gosh, you made an emergency kit and he was freaking out. He's like, I don't have oh, I don't have the bobby pins. I'm like, usually baby, like no one's extras, gonna look to a videographer to get a bobby pin. They're gonna look at someone else. It's so good if you can provide those. Yes. Things. I made my I called it an oh shit kit. Yeah. It's like oh shit I need this so I have like a tied to go pin (laughs) tape band-aids neosporin anything that could possibly be needed so I'm just trying to build up my arsenal on that Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just like that stuff is good to think about but don't focus on that like Mm -hmm. like I was saying earlier 
just give yourself affirmations like you are the professional in that situation you're mm-hmm. in. So you have to know that because like based off of my like story, it's like somebody, most people at these weddings aren't going to know anything no. about like video or photography. Like you said, a couple of people came up to you and they were like, oh, I thought you'd be shooting with an iPhone. This is good. And I, was, I looked at them, I go, an iPhone? I mean, <laughs> the 12 Max Pro that I have is good, but I'm not going to shoot a full wedding on it. <laughs> and they were like, oh, oh, okay. I thought that's what they did. And I'm like, who are you? what videos are you watching, man? I know you're 80, but still. <laughs> There's always that one person in the back that has like their iPhone up in the air. Oh, my God. Or sometimes even an iPad. I'm like, why an iPad? Why an iPad? It's like an iPad for a wedding. Why? They hired us to do our job. It's <laughs> your time to sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> like, I promise you, we're capturing everything that you're capturing probably a lot better. So just <laughs> sit back and relax. But yeah, it's just focusing on the positive things, that the things that can go right. Like the podcast we were listening to, they're like, what if we launch this podcast and we get a million views or million listens views listens subscribers (laughs) on like your first day like that's great what if all these things can go right like Mm -hmm. and then the thing i was talking about is like it's like the lottery oh we we always say that we're gonna win the lottery we always try (laughs) thinking that you're gonna be that next millionaire that this is your time to shine so think about everything else in your life the way you think about the lottery yeah man we're gonna like really hit it big this time like this is our time to shine and i think that also but don't like put that pressure on yourself yeah because you're most likely not going to get those million listens but putting that thought into your head makes you feel a lot better about it like don't rely your happiness on hitting that number but just like putting that out there, I think that's manifesting you talk oh, about. Oh, I manifest all the time. I feel like you're going to talk have an episode about that. I am. I'm going to have my own episode about manifesting. I'll learn about it to talk about it. Yeah, with yeah, you, yeah. But, but it, I truly, truly, truly believe in manifesting <laughs> because that's what it is, right? Just like, oh, yeah. You're putting not, it out into the universe that yeah. it's going to happen. And nine times out of 10 in my life, it has happened. And I don't like. I don't do any, like, I put out positive thoughts. I put out that thought that, yes, like, I'm going to, I do it for brands. I'm like, yes, I'm going to work with them. I send the email, and the email is my first step, but then I manifest. I put it out into the universe. They're going to see this email. They're going to check out what I do. They're going to email me back, and we're going to work together. And nine times out of ten, that works, and And it's great. I feel like it's not because you're putting it out in the universe, but it's you putting it in your own head that it's going to happen. Yeah. But like I said, but you don't rely on that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let your happiness rely on that goal you set yeah. or whatever you put out there. If it happens, that's amazing. If it doesn't happen, that's also fine. Because I'm telling you, there are more things that you didn't expect that are great coming into your life than those that you plan for. And like how we launched the podcast last week, it was like we had no idea how many what would people happen? were going to listen or anything. And we but were so shocked. I just thought it was cool to like see my name and stuff we created like <laughs> on, on Spotify yeah. and Apple. It was like, well, I did dang, that. We, we did, did that. that. <laughs> and then we hit like 100 listens. 
100 listened on the first day, yeah. Not on the first day. It was over time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just cool thinking like that many people are listening to us ramble on. About nothing. Well, and about things. It was but great hearing like you feedback. guys. Yeah. Like, oh, posting on your walks that you're listening or, yeah. oh, just woke up to go to work. I'm going to be listening to the uh, Focus Point podcast. I'm like, that's freaking amazing. Don't listen to us talk. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, That's really okay. all I had to say. That was perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, If you guys can, listening on Spotify, make sure to give us a rating. and Because... Um, they don't have reviews on Spotify. No, but, but you can't you like subscribe to it and like or yeah, follow or follow, subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and if then, you're on Spotify, do whatever you need to do to subscribe and get daily updates, uh, weekly updates about when we post our next episode. If you are on Apple Podcast listening, please rate and leave us a review. Also subscribe as well because I think we're a pretty funky bunch to listen to every Monday. I mean, I'm Marky Mark, you're the Funky Bunch. Oh, that's good. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I'm Funky Bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that is it for this episode of Focus Point. I hope you guys love diving into imposter syndrome. And you need to... There's an imposter among us. Sometimes it's you. And that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.